episode 122 of the Biz Talk with Bill Roy podcast. The Wichita Business Journal created this podcast because we want to provide you with some insight into the people, places, companies, organizations, and issues that are important to Wichita's business community. Downtown Wichita has changed dramatically in the past 10 years. A billion dollars has been invested in downtown projects in that time. There are more apartments, more office space, and more downtown living opportunities, but there are still some empty buildings in the core area, and they might pose opportunities for investors. Our downtown development, a real estate reporter, Shelby Reynolds, joins me to talk about her cover story this week and brings us up to date on those buildings that are still waiting for investment. That's our cover story in the weekly edition. It begins on page 14. Also this week, check out our monthly feature on women who lead. This time it's women who lead in professional services. 20 women who are leading the way in areas such as technology, construction, law, and advertising. Page 19. This week we spend 10 minutes with Don King. He's the new chief executive officer at Ascension Via Christi. He comes to Wichita from Alabama but grew up in Kansas City. That's on page 39. This week's list, the area's largest women-owned businesses, ranked by full-time Wichita employees. That's on page 8. Our business. This week's list, the area's largest women-owned businesses, ranked by full-time Wichita employees. Page 8. Our business is helping you grow your business. That's why we publish our business leads. New real estate deals, bankruptcies, building permits, who's setting up a new corporation, who owes back taxes, court judgments. Our lead section starts this week on page 40. Back to talk with Shelby Reynolds about downtown Wichita in a moment. Welcome to Biz Talk with Bill Roy of the Wichita Business Journal. Talking business, your business that is, is what Equity Bank's team of bankers does best. Visit us today at equitybank.com. The headline is Erasing an Empty Feeling. As we said, more than a billion dollars has been invested in downtown Wichita in the past 10 years. More buildings purchased and repurposed. Fewer buildings sitting empty, but there are a few of those around. Certainly local EcoDevo folks want those buildings to fill up, and I'm sure the owners would like to see some cash flow out of them. Real estate reporter Shelby Reynolds joins us to talk about her story. Shelby, thanks for taking a break out of breaking business news to talk. Always good to be here. Uh, what information did we want to convey to readers with this story? Well, really that there's been progress made, right? So, um, when we look back at the last 10, 20 years, downtown looked much different. I think part of that is because we had a lot of vacant buildings, you know, boarded up windows, that sort of thing. Um, and so I wanted to take a look at, uh, the progress we've made. Um, how does a building become vacant and what's left? Right. Uh, what'd you find out? There is, in fact, progress, which we we knew that anecdotally, but the numbers show that um, vacancy rates have decreased among office buildings, which, for the most part, a lot of office buildings are now vacant. That's kind of the trend. Um, And that about 10 years ago, there were at least 17 vacant buildings. um, And now, at least that we know of, of the more recognizable buildings, there's about four. So, um, you know, that shows, obviously, there's change. Well, uh I've lived here since 1988, came here in 1986 to visit, actually interviewing for a job. I stayed at the Holiday Inn downtown. It was still a hotel at the time. Macy's was still open. (laughs) 
Rector's Bookstore downtown was still open. Mm -hmm. Some of you remember that. Uh, downtown was a pretty active area, but I moved here in 88 and saw pretty quickly over the next four years or so, the early 90s, uh, there was more flight to the suburbs. Yes. And I think it was because of the, there were some people who were concerned about Wichita USD 259. And uh, they felt like they at least had the perception that uh, gangs were taking hold. And there was a lot of gang activity in Wichita at the time. Sure. Uh, but they decided we're going to move to the suburbs. A lot of people did that. Goddard, Andover, Mays, uh, even Derby. Uh, so people moved out of Wichita and into these other areas. And so some of that uh, meant that development went to those areas. And uh, the core area in Wichita really uh, was hurt by it. Uh, it withered. And uh, it's been interesting to see the reaction to that. There, there wasn't much of a reaction initially. And then they started to recognize there were problems and began paying attention uh, to the core. More investors spent some money, mm -hmm. even though it was the Minnesota guys at one point. And that didn't work out well, but at least there was some in, in investment in the downtown area. And there was momentum that kind of seemed to build during that time. Um, when you look at downtown and, and in your research, what do you see as the success stories in the downtown area for some of those buildings that may have at, at one point been vacant? Sure. So to your point about, you know, businesses people and businesses moving to the outer edges of the city that certainly happened in the in the 80s and 90s of course downtown was sort of booming in the 50s and 60s right. um, and so i think part of what happened was uh you know town west town east opened up and so um, as people were were moving their homes out to the edges of town they also wanted to relocate their businesses right. and their offices right. and so a lot of those major employers left downtown and so yeah success stories um you know, the Ambassador Hotel had been vacant for, you know, about 12 years before that was developed into what it is today. Um, you know, we have a cluster of about five buildings downtown that are now um, have plans to become an osteopathic medical school. Um, Henry's was a clothing store um, that sat right near there and it was vacant for, well, since the 60s, really. And now it's just now having plans to turn into hopefully a culinary school. Um, Core 10, which was vacant for about 20 years. That was a building that was office space, and it is, again, office space now. But um, the Lux used to be the KG&E right. office space. Um, that's now been turned into apartments. And that's that's the biggest trend that um, we're seeing is, is office buildings being turned into multifamily. Right. And uh, and maybe some singles as well, some mm -hmm. some apartments for, for young professionals to move into. And we've seen that. We've talked to some of those folks as well. Mm -hmm. uh, there are still uh, some empty buildings in the core area. What did you find? How many of them are there really? Well, um Again, at least four that are, you know, more of the recognizable ones that you drive by every day and say, right. hey, I wonder what's going on there. There right. might be, you know, cardboard up on the on the windows, something like that. Um, and so some of those are uh, the Market Center building that's at um, 155 North Market. That's a historic building. It was built in 1919. It was the Lassen Hotel originally. It's been a few different things over the years. Um, it's actually on the market right now. Um, there were plans about a year ago to turn it into um, apartments. And so um, I suspect that the buyer, whoever it is, uh, might fall through with those plans. Mm. Um, 
Commerce Bank building at 150 North Main, which is actually right next door to that building, the Market Center building. Um, it has new owners about a year ago, so demolition demolition work is happening there, uh, but they haven't exactly disclosed their plans, but it's it's empty at the moment. That's been board, boarded up for a while, and actually they had a problem with some vagrants in there mm-hmm. and some damage to the, right. uh, to the building and everything, so it's encouraging that at least that building is uh, getting yeah. some interest too. And that's always the concern. The city does keep an eye on these buildings to make sure that there, you know, there's not any broken glass laying around, right. that there's not people, you know, squatting in there. Um, and so they will enforce codes on those building owners who are oftentimes um, out of state owners. Right. And so um, that makes it a little bit trickier. Um, and so, so yeah. And then, you know, there's a couple other buildings. There's um, at Douglas and Maine, um, there's a building there that's, that's pretty boarded up there is the copy express that still operates out of there quiznos of course just closed recently but that's the um, one that's on the southwest corner mm -hmm. of that intersection yes and actually that building is in the riverfront legacy master plan site Um, and so i actually asked some folks yesterday about that um, and it is in their plan Uh, they're talking with the owners of that building i haven't really had a chance to talk with them yet but um, i'm anxious to see what happens there. Right. But, uh, and then again, another one is the, uh, building at Douglas and Emporia where, uh, legacy antique mall used to operate for several years. It closed last year. It's a three-story building. It, it looks like it needs some attention. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it's a, it's also a, an old building, but, um, haven't heard yet on any plans there. So, so there are at least a couple of instances where these buildings may be vacant and they've been vacant for a while, but at least we can have some optimism that, there's action going on mm-hmm. that there's uh, uh, maybe a new owner and they're actually investing some money in it. Yeah, let's hope. And I mean, developers are saying there's fewer empty spaces now. It's right. harder for developers to buy up space and develop it because there's just less of it to come by, which is a good sign. When somebody redevelops a building, renovates a building, is it mostly going toward uh, living space or office space? Living space. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, there are office spaces coming online, but it seems to be a lot of that is new build. Right. Um, you know, we saw that with Cargill, um, uh, that kind of thing. But, but yeah, uh, it lends well to apartments, just the way that a building is set up. And right. a lot of these older buildings have really good bones, right? right. They're like concrete fortresses, um, which do make it a little bit difficult for technology and Wi-Fi right. sort of mm-hmm. reasons, of course. But so there are challenges there. But, uh, but yes, th- those do lend well to setting up apartments and, and they have great views of the city. Right. Who'd you talk to for the story? What, who are your sources here? Sure. So the, the folks at downtown Wichita, they, they obviously keep track of downtown projects that are happening. So I uh, spoke with them quite a bit about this story. There are some realtors who have been heavily involved in, in the sell and purchase of a lot of these buildings. So they have a good history of, of what's been online and you know what's the history of, of some of these structures and who's been there and who's coming in, that kind of thing. Patrick Ahern of NAA Martins is one of those. He's he's heavily involved in office spaces downtown. So he's he's definitely a good source to go to for this sort of thing. Um, you know, real estate agencies, they keep track of, of vacancy rates. So I use some of that data as well. So Was there other research you had to do for this? Yeah, certainly looking at uh, county land records to find out who owns these buildings, what their most recent appraisal value was. I also looked into um, historic documents from the National Registry. Those come in really handy for some of these older buildings. And you mm-hmm. find some really interesting information in there, some good nuggets in there, which is always really fun for me to look at. Um, and then, like I said, um, downtown Wichita is a good database of things. And, and the real estate data for vacancy rates is super helpful in this kind of thing. Right. 
And there are more decisions coming up for downtown Wichita. Obviously, we've got the Riverfront Legacy Master Plan. Those folks are looking at what's going to happen on the East Bank. We've got action across the river on the West Bank where the baseball stadium is being built and also uh, George Laham's development, the development from the Kansas City developers on the Catalyst site. Mm -hmm. Um, so, and then Fidelity's big plan as well, not only a parking garage, but a 10 story right. building that they're going to be, be building, uh, that'll be mostly office, I guess. Right. Right. Yeah. So, uh, that'll, that may put some more pressure on the office inventory downtown. Exactly. So that'll be interesting to watch. Nice job with the story. We're good. We've got a lot more reporting to do, obviously. The uh, reporting always continues on the core area in downtown. So yeah, sure. <laughs> we'll, be, uh, we'll be watching it. Shelby, thanks for being with us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. The headline is Erasing an Empty Feeling, Wichita's History of Vacant Downtown Buildings and the Recent Push to Refurbish Them. It's on page 14 of the Wichita Business Journal Weekly Edition. And you can find it online, obviously, as well. We'll be back to wrap up in a moment. At Equity Bank, stories of growing businesses are a favorite of ours, so we created our own little series called Napkin Stories. Visit EquityBank.com to see how some great businesses got their start. Well, that's it for BizTalk with Bill Roy this week, episode 122. Check out all our episodes at our BizTalk with Bill Roy hub. It's at WichitaBusinessJournal.com. Thank you for listening and subscribing. Biz Talk with Bill Roy is a production of the Wichita Business Journal. Thanks to producer Brittany Showalter and thanks very much to our sponsor, Equity Bank. Have a profitable week.